if you are a citizen of your homeland, it's easy to forget that the Bible describes you differently. The Bible says you're a stranger and an alien. Here's Barbara Rainey. For the most part, we've forgotten that this isn't our home. And it is a little bit of a a paradox to live in this land and yet to be mindful that this isn't our home. I don't think we think about that enough. I think our roots have gone down too deep into the soil of this land, and we've forgotten that we really belong to another place and another time and another king, and that's who we serve. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. So if this world is not our home, if we're just passing through, how does that affect how we ought to live? We're going to spend time thinking about that today with Barbara Rainey. Stay with us. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. So, Bob, uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite candy bar? <laughs> really, this is this is how you want to start. I want to start because we were we were talking about this before we came on the air. You asked Barbara. She brought what looks it looks like. Can we admit it, it looks like a candy? It bar. It does look like a candy bar. She brought what looks like a candy bar, but it's a protein. bar. It's a protein bar. It's um, you know it's cardboard covered with <laughs> some kind of nutrient. I no, don't know what it is. No, it's a candy bar with protein. Added, yeah, is what it is. It's probably. Right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> but you ask her something I didn't know the answer to. I you said, ask her what what was her favorite candy bar, and I go, I've been married to her for coming up on forty four years, and I don't know what her favorite candy bar is. I think the reason is I don't think I've seen her eating any. <laughs> well, I asked if I was going down to the vending machine to get a candy bar, which one you'd want, uh-huh. and you had to stop and think. Yeah. Because it's been a while. It's been a long time. In fact, I didn't have an answer. So you rattle off about five or six names, and I went, oh, yeah, I used to like Milky Ways. And then Reese's came up, and you were like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I like I those. I could eat a Reese's. So you, you still will indulge occasionally. I, I still have some, a sweet tooth. Yeah, all yeah. right. So yours, Bob? <laughs> um, mine would be uh, the 72% dark chocolate made by the Izzard Chocolate Company in downtown Little Oh, Rock. my goodness. Yeah. I want, I want the pure, it's bean yeah. to bar. Okay, yeah, it's and very my, good. my friend Nathaniel I, I, I didn't makes ask it. what you'd like to have intravenously. <laughs> no, 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 no. Marianne brings them home. He also has a wonderful chocolate-covered caramel that's very good. So I, I like the gourmet. If that I'm gonna, sounds really yummy. Yeah, now see all yeah, of a sudden here. that sounds really yummy. Yeah, it does. I like Toblerone, which is made in Germany. Those are very nice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty good. Let's just do a little straw poll with our listeners and find out what their favorite candy bar is. Go online to familylifetoday.com. And, uh, we got the quiz up there. We got the quiz, but it'd be fun to see what, uh, what wins. And the reason we were doing that, we were talking about going overseas, international. And Barbara talked about how she nearly starved to death on a Josh McDowell mission trip to Russia. Mm-hmm. And you said that the food you were fed every day, a little box lunch. What yeah, was that? They, well, we were on the buses day after day going to visit orphanages and different places. It was a it was a wonderful, wonderful trip. But the hotel that we stayed in always packed us a little sack lunch to take on the bus. And the lunch consisted of a Subway-type sandwich and a very paper-thin slice of meat that you could read through, (laughs) a very thin, one very thin tomato, and a very thin piece of lettuce. So there was virtually no nutrition in it. 
was really thin. <laughs> but, but they gave you a candy but bar. But they gave us a candy bar called a lion bar, and it was a very good candy bar. And we all ate our candy bar every day for lunch. Well, well when you're starving to death, <laughs> anything will taste That's how taste, we got full. <laughs> it does taste better. Well, I, I, I'm sure listeners wonder exactly what the theme of today's program is. It's candy. <laughs> I have to admit, when, when you told me you wanted to talk about diplomatic relations with Barbara in the middle of the presidential election cycle, I thought this should diplomatic be Diplomatic relations with Barbara. In the, now, there's a lot of ways to take that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Let me, you didn't even think about you, it. You wanted to talk with Barbara about the issue of diplomatic relations. How's that? That is more accurate. We, uh, we've been talking about, just as a couple, how... Um, Paul exhorts us over in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he exhorts us to be ambassadors for Christ. And uh, Barbara got me off on this, and it's really caused me to start thinking differently about my identity, who I am on a, on a daily basis. And it wasn't that I didn't think about this before, but uh, she saw a video of a person in a foreign country that kind of prompted this with her. And, uh, Bob, I think our listeners are are going to be encouraged by what we talk about here. What was the video you saw? Well, I found a video, maybe five minutes long, maybe six minutes long, about this individual who lived in an Eastern European country described as a very atheistic country. And this individual had a plaque on the outside of the entrance to their home. And the, the plaque said, Embassy of the King of Heaven. And the story goes about how this person lived in this communist country, has lived through multiple regime changes, and yet one constant has remained the same. And that is, is that the country in which this person lives is not really his home. This person really belongs to the kingdom of heaven. So the home that this person lives in, and we've been calling it this person mm-hmm. because we've been asked not to talk about the name or the identity or Correct. even the gender of Correct. the person. Although, if our listeners want to go see the video, we've got a link to it on our website at familylifetoday.com. We'll call him a man. Mm-hmm. This man lives in a home that, from his perspective, that's different soil than the country that when he walks out of his front door, he walks into a different place. Right? Into a foreign country because he believes that his home belongs to the kingdom of heaven. And he even says on the video, my home represents the king that I serve. And so I want my home to reflect the king. And so I have things on my wall, the way I conduct myself, all represents my king. And so the video shows him going to the market, buying things, bringing things back so that he can entertain guests. Uh, Some of them have called for an appointment to visit with him, and he considers himself an ambassador. And these people have called and want to come and talk. But there are others who see the sign on his front door, next to his front door, and just knock. And he says, the Holy Spirit brings these people. Mm. And people come and want to talk about troubles in their lives or things that they're going through, or they want to know, who is this King of Heaven that you serve and that you belong to? So you saw the video, and it it just got you thinking differently about your own life? Well, I saw the video, and it just was so powerful to watch this person and to hear this person, who is an elderly person, has lived almost 80 years of life. I was just inspired by the story because I realized that's true for all of us who are believers in Christ. I am an ambassador. 
all three of us are ambassadors. Our children are ambassadors. That means the home that I live in, the home that we live in, should be an embassy of the king. And therefore, how can I, especially me as a woman, how can I make my home, which I'm always conscious of and aware of, I'm always trying to improve our home, how do I make our home represent the king, the king that I belong to? Um, Because my home is not really the property that we live on. My home is really in heaven. We're here temporarily, and God has us here about His plan and His purposes. So how can I be more connected with what He wants me to do, and how can my home be more of a representative of Him, the King? And I think this conversation, Bob, has never been more relevant for our country. I got to tell you, I'm hearing a ton of fear, a ton of uh, instability in our nation around politics and what's taking place in our country and what's going to happen next. And there's all these culture wars that are taking place in our country right now. And I think followers of Christ are having to go back and go, how do I live in the midst of this? How am I supposed to behave? Who am I? And you know, Bob, we interviewed a pastor from Simi Valley, California, who wrote a book called Messy Grace. His name is Caleb Kaltenbach. And uh, it's going to be aired later on in September. He made a statement in the interview that I, it really hit me. And I've been chewing on this all summer. He said, Christians today have to realize we are no longer the home team. We are the visiting team. And so if we're the visiting team, then we need to figure out how do you behave on a visitor's court? And how do you... How do you relate to people around these messy issues and and do so in a way that's winsome, that leaves the aroma of Christ? And, and this is really important for you parents, listen up. How do you train your kids to do this mm-hmm. at school mm-hmm. and as they go to the university and as they grow up to establish their own homes? I'm telling you, it's game time. And we're on the visitor's court. And we better do this job well because I think right now the winds of the culture have really completely shifted. We're no longer flowing with the winds. We're going against the, the winds, going against the tide. We're on the visitor's court, however you wish to say it. And we need to know who we are, that is, ambassadors for Christ. We need to know why we're here. We are here to represent Him. We need to be on mission, and we need to be training our kids to be on mission as well. That's why this conversation with Barbara is so important, to be thinking of our homes as an embassy in a foreign land. Barbara, you may know the old song, This World Is Not My Home, I'm Just a Passing Through, that people used to sing in church. It's it's really a a picture of, of where we are. We are I think it was Peter who said strangers and aliens mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. in this world. Right. Mm-hmm. This is not our homeland. And yet we are citizens of the United States. We're bound by the laws. We we need to be good citizens as we live in this country. But there's a higher allegiance, right? There is a higher allegiance. And I think for the most part, we've forgotten that this isn't our home. And it is a little bit of a, a paradox to live in this land and yet to be mindful that this isn't our home. But it's a good reminder. And I think that would be a great hymn for us to start singing in church again, because I don't think we think about that enough. I think our roots have gone down too deep into the soil of this land, and we've forgotten that we really belong to another place and another time and another king, and that's who we serve. 
Yeah, and if our country is is kind of unstable and there's a lot of fear in the country and your roots are in that soil, it is going to reveal where you truly think your homeland is. And I think, again, are you first and foremost an American or are you first and foremost a follower of Jesus Christ, a uh, child of the king and therefore an ambassador of the king of kings and the Lord of lords? Let's not assume that everybody knows exactly what an embassy is. I mean, sure. we've we've heard that word. I've been to Washington, D.C. and been down Embassy, embassy Row, Row mm-hmm. which is a series of houses, mm-hmm. nice houses, mm-hmm with different signs out front of those houses from different nations. Explain what an embassy is. One of the things that you would find interesting, anybody who visits an embassy, if you went down Embassy Row, the houses are all slightly different. They're not the same. And they have a sign outside that's different. Usually there's a flag representing that country. But if you walk in the front door of that embassy, you're going to be greeted with sights and sounds and probably even smells from that home country. So if you went in to the American embassy in Africa, in some African nation, or the American embassy in Beijing, it would not look like China when you walked in the door. It would not look like Uganda when you walked in the door. When you walk in the door of the American embassy, um, you see framed pictures of our national heroes. So George Washington and Abraham Lincoln would be on the wall. You would see the American flag. The embassies have kitchens. You would probably smell American food cooking. Uh, There would be air conditioning, carpet. It would feel like being home in America. The embassy is a piece of that country on foreign soil. So, for instance, the soil that the American embassy sits on in whatever country we have an embassy, that soil literally belongs to the United States. The people on that soil are governed by U.S. law. Correct. And if uh, they commit a crime, it's it's adjudicated in U.S. courts. That's correct. It's just like they're in a part of America. It just right. happens to be a square half mile or whatever mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. in China. Yeah. And so, for instance, if you're in another country, if we were traveling, say, in China, and we had some kind of problem, some kind of trouble, we, because we're American citizens, would go to the American embassy for help. And the staff of the American embassy are there to help Americans who are are traveling or working or serving in that country, they're also there to engage with local citizens, too, because there are people who come to the American embassy to get a visa to travel to the United States. So they serve lots of different purposes. You know, one thing that you all mentioned as you're going down Embassy Row, you see these flags, and as you get closer to the embassy, there are these plaques the signage on the front door or near the front door of the embassy that uh, identify the the building as being an American embassy. And you've actually created a plaque that could be screwed into the wall in front of mm-hmm, a home, mm-hmm. much like this person we talked about has in front of their home. Mm-hmm. Well, after watching this video and seeing that this person had a plaque on the outside of their home, I thought, I want a plaque on the outside of my house. I want the UPS guy or the neighbor who comes over or someone who just drives by to see that in this house, we belong to the King of Heaven. We belong to another country. And so I decided I wanted one of those plaques, and I didn't know where to get one, so we had one made. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's got a crown. It's got a crown. Yeah, it says Embassy of the King, 
and it has a crown on it because we belong to the king. And it's metal, and it can be permanently installed on the exterior of your house has, if you want to do that. Has this been permanently installed on the exterior of your house Not yet, yet because I hadn't had it long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you. But as, it will be. As the handyman of the house, it will. And I, I can imagine coming home that as I come home, you come home from work, as we go in our front door, we might just reach out and touch that. You know, well, when, when you see something that's metal like this, if it's in a museum, people touch it, and you, you can see it's kind of worn down a bit after hundreds, thousands of people have touched it. This is not brass. This is stainless steel. But I think just to touch it, much like a player going out of the locker room onto the playing field before the game starts. You know, have you seen these great stories Mm -hmm. at Notre Dame? They reach up and touch some sign at the top. I think it'd be good for us just to maybe remind our children and us as we leave home and as we come back home, this is an embassy of the king, and I am an ambassador. Well, not only that, I just imagine what that would be like because we, when we all leave home, as you were talking earlier, we're going into enemy territory. And if my home really belongs to the king, then when I'm home, I'm in his presence. Not that his presence doesn't go with me because it does. But when we're out in the world, when we're in school or whatever, and we're dealing with other people, sometimes we have really hard days. And I just imagine coming home to my home and seeing that on the door as I come in, reminding myself, I'm going home to a place of refuge. My home needs to be a place of safety and refuge. And because it belongs to the king, it's good for me to go back home to the embassy of the king. Well, ambassadors are out of the embassy often in the country that they've been assigned to. In fact, that's their job. That is their job. They're to be Mm -hmm. representatives of their homeland in the country that they've been sent to be in. And so when you're out and about... You're doing your job as an ambassador mm-hmm. as long as you represent the values and the mm-hmm. the ideology and the uh, what's important to the the homeland. Mm-hmm. But you're right when you step back in the embassy, there is a a little sense of being able to just relax, relax. a little bit. A I'm little, home, a sigh of relief. Yeah, uh-huh. and I think we forget when we go out on a day to day basis that we're on the business of the king. I think we are so prone to get caught up in my to-do list or the things I've got to check off or all the errands I have to run or whatever it might be that we forget that we have been called to live for the king. And so when we leave our front door every day or get in our car to go to school or get on the bus or whatever, we I think it's very easy to forget that I've been called today to live for the king and for his business and not my own. You mentioned that you had this stainless steel plaque made for your home. We should mention you had a few extra made. Yeah, a few extra. So that we could could offer these to listeners who might want one. And in addition to the plaques, you've had banners and and signage. We made two other versions. We made the one that can be permanently mounted on the outside of your home. But for people who live in apartments or you may be in a rental house or you don't know if you're going to be where you are for very long, you might want something that would be easier to take with you. And so we have a banner and we also have a framed plaque, both of which say something about this being my embassy. And I'll just say our listeners can go to our website, familylifetoday.com, to see what you've created, what's available, because they may want to put one of these on their front door or on the inside of the home Mm -hmm. or hang the banner somewhere, just to serve as the reminder that you've talked about, Dennis, that this is who I serve. This is where I'm from. I'm here on assignment. Yeah. And give your kids the right credentials. They need to know uh, 
whose they are and, and who they are. I was on a uh, leading a panel at uh, the Christian Alliance for Orphans Summit in uh, Orlando, Florida, back a few months ago. And uh, one of our speakers who speaks at the Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaway, Tony Mitchell, was giving his story of being adopted as a little boy. And he grew up in a home that had a very strong daddy. And his daddy told him when he became a teenager, he said, son, when you go out tonight, don't forget who you are. Don't bring shame on the Mitchell name. And Tony, being adopted, said, well, I'm not really a Mitchell. (laughs) He was looking for a little wiggle room. (laughs) He was looking for a little wiggle room. And... uh, he didn't get any. Uh-huh. His dad, and it was a great story. I'm getting chill bumps right now because his dad said, you, my son, are every bit as much a Mitchell as our biological kids. You are my son. Don't forget who you are. <laughs> and Tony said, got it, dad. <laughs> yes, I got sir. it. Yes, and, but the point is, to a boy, uh, a teenage boy growing up when there is an identity crisis anyway, But especially if you've been adopted, there's a double identity crisis, I think, in adolescence. That father was reminding that son of who he really is and to represent that name with excellence. I was thinking as we were talking here, Bob, and I'll ask you, what Old Testament passage does this signage and, you know, having these banners hanging, what does that remind you of? Okay, so it's the last chapter of Joshua, right? Joshua twenty four fifteen. Well, I'm not sure there is a the right answer. That's the one you had opened in your Bible. <laughs> it's though, right? not. It's not. Really? You, oh, no. you saw the verse. Oh, I thought for sure you were going straight to Joshua twenty four fifteen. No, that's not it. Yes, you know, for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. That's what I figured you yeah. were going for. Yeah, Barbara. No, I don't know for sure what you're thinking about. Wife of my youth. I know. Gosh, what did <laughs> I miss? Wife of my youth. Deuteronomy six. He's thinking the doorpost. Oh, right? yeah, I am. Oh, there yes. you go. Okay, sure. there you go. I was going of all of, people of all to. People. Forget Get this. You, you're, that's one of your charter verses. Well, it is. I guess I just was thinking, where do they talk about a banner? I was thinking banner. Where does it talk about banner? Well, let me, let me read Solomon it. Solomon 2, and <laughs> yeah, I don't think no, it applies that wasn't, I know. That's why I was a little confused. Bob's in Song of Solomon. We're never going to recover this broadcast. Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And then verse 8, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. I think God, in in establishing the nation of Israel, was trying to remind them, much like Tony Mitchell's dad, here's who you are. Now, don't forget, I'm your God. You're my people. You're to represent me. And we're going to have some stuff hanging on the front of the house to signify that we're not just another family. We are a family that knows Yahweh the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And I I think, again, just back to where we are today in in our culture, I just think in the midst of a lot of fear, in the midst of a lot of controversy, believers need to know 
who they are and whose they are, and they need to be representing him with excellence, and they need to be training their children to do the same. And you've come up also with a little booklet Mm-hmm. that has got a number of devotionals to go through with your kids? Yeah, we, we've got four discussions, for lack of a better word, <clears throat> that you can do with your kids. A couple stories to read and then some things to talk about that will help you communicate to your kids what does it mean to be an ambassador, what does it mean to represent Christ, and just gives you as an opportunity as a family to talk about how can we make our home be a better embassy, how can we better represent Christ. And I think they're good discussions for parents to have with their kids. Well, and the questions are available in a free ebook edition. If folks are interested in having those conversations, and I think they're good conversations to have, go to familylifetoday.com and download the free e-booklet that's got the four discussions there for you. And while you're on the website, check out the resources Barbara has designed so that you can remind yourself and declare to others that your home is an embassy of the king. There's the plaque, the banner, there's a canvas that's available, and the discussion questions are available as a devotional booklet that you can order from us as well. Go to familylifetoday.com for all the information on what's available. You can order from us online. Again, our website is familylifetoday.com or call if you have any questions or you'd like to order by phone, 1-800-FL-TODAY. It's one 800 358 6329 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. Now, I'm just curious, how many of you listening think anniversaries are a big deal? If you listen to Family Life Today, you know we think anniversaries are a big deal. This year we've been sharing some of our listeners' special anniversaries, and today got two listeners we would like to wish a happy anniversary to, Eric and Maureen Sipperly, who live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Today is their 31st anniversary. Congratulations to the Sipperlies. And Jim and Chris Stanick, who live in Renton, Washington. Today is their 14th wedding anniversary. They listen to Family Life Today on KGNW in Seattle. And we just wanted to say to both the Sipperlies and the Stanicks, happy anniversary. Hope you have a great celebration today. And just know, every year is a milestone. Every year is a marker of faithfulness and covenant-keeping love, and that's a big deal in this culture. Our goal here at Family Life is that more couples would celebrate more anniversaries year after year and that they'd be even better every year. We want to provide the kind of practical biblical help and hope that you need as a couple so that your marriage and your family can be all that God intends for it to be. And all of the work that we do here is made possible because of the generosity of folks like you who support the ministry of Family Life Today. Uh, We are hoping this month to catch up. We're a little behind where we were at this time last year in terms of the number of listeners who have gotten in touch with us to make a donation. So we're asking those of you who have been listening regularly this year, but you just haven't gone online or called and made a donation, would you consider doing that today? You can do it online at familylifetoday.com, or you can call 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. Donate over the phone, or you can mail a donation to Family Life Today at Box 7111, Little Rock, Arkansas. Our zip code is 72223. 
And by the way, if your donation is $100 or more, feel free to request the three-set Bible study for couples that we put together, our Art of Marriage Connect studies. These are designed for small group studies or for husband and wife to do together. And these three Bible studies are our thank you gift to you, uh, thanking you for your generous support of this ministry. And be sure to be back with us again tomorrow. Barbara Rainey will be here again. We'll continue our conversation about how we can live as ambassadors for Christ in this culture. Hope you can be here with us for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back tomorrow for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.